there's so much information available at our fingertips. <laughs> so shaky. We're hit with ideas, buzzwords, headlines, theories, countless times a day. This is our attempt to dive a little deeper so complex topics become easy to understand. And our world becomes a little clearer. We'll tell you less. So you understand more. I'm Mallory. And I'm Maggie. Today, we're talking about interest rates. Mm. (laughs) 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 No, it's good. It's topical. Yeah. And important. Well, it's topical for me because I had a friend this over the winter break say, I'm buying a house. Tell me, do a podcast on interest rates. And I was like, yes, an audience to talk to. So Amy, this is for you. Woo. Um, All right. Interest rates, obviously a downer. Because they're so high. They are so high. What? A, but why? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can tell you. <laughs> Break it down. All right. So I think everybody knows that interest rates are all over the place, right? Yep. Your mortgage, your credit card, you earn them on your savings account. Those are my favorite. Um, but in simplest terms, interest rates is the money paid to borrow money and is typically expressed as an annual percentage. So like 18% mm-hmm. on your credit card or a 7% mortgage rate, which is insane to me. Um, but the bottom line is why this is important is because yeah. interest rates impact your wallet, but also are an in- economic indicator of how our economy is doing. So understanding how they are determined can help you understand how our economy is doing, but also can help you under help you with um, when you're making major purchasing decisions that require credit. Make sense? Yes, makes sense. All right. So, how are interest rates determined? This is kind of interesting. Uh, I thought it was interesting, at least. I'm also very nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, they're determined by the Federal Reserve, um, more specifically, the Federal Open Market Committee. Okay. Um, so, Federal Reserve. How many cent- people are on this committee? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> we will ask Legend to look that up for us and he'll pop back in. I didn't realize there was a committee. Eight. There's eight on the committee. Eight on the committee. Wow. Look, at, look at that. Okay, wait. I have one more question. No, I totally guess. Let me oh. <laughs> but it seems like the right amount. Yeah. Well, they meet eight times a year, so there you go. Okay, my follow-up is, are they appointed? How do you get on the committee? I didn't go into it because I figured it was unnecessary. But like, I'm just like, these people have a lot of power. They do have a lot of power. Um, but so the Federal Reserve, the Central Bank of the United States, yep. um, and the Federal, Federal Open Market Committee um, determines what the, um, what the interest rate is, or better yet, the um, federal funds target rate. And so this is ultimately what will impact your bank account, but it's not the specific rate. So for example, um, they'll adjust the federal funds rate also known as the target interest rate. And this is the rate that banks pay, pay each other for overnight loans. So it's not okay. like the like the credit your credit card rate, if it's 18%, they're like, we're going to increase it by 25 basis points. <laughs> We've got a guest that's if having some issues. That, that was a dog. <laughs> um, so it's not that it'll, when they set the rate, it doesn't yeah. directly impact your interest rate. So, because like you're locked in on some, there's some, some fixed, ones, rate, yes. fixed rates, but generally when you agree to some loan or some deal or whatever, wherever the interest rate is at, that's kind of your baseline. Yeah. If it's fixed, if it's a variable, then yeah. it's whatever it's open to what won the Fed, but also what hap- what's happening within the market. Okay. Okay. So 
they the federal funds target rate is what banks loan to each other in overnight loans so every bank has to have a reserves at the end of the night yeah it's 10 percent reserves and if they don't have enough they have to borrow from another bank overnight and Mm. that's the rate that the um fmoc fomc um determines and so that rate then eventually trickles down to all the other banks and so whenever there's a rate adjustment that'll eventually get down to consumers and businesses okay all right and so they set this target range it's called a target interest rate and then the bank the banks determine the exact rate and so and it typically ends up being in the middle um okay so it's like high high point low point it'll end up in the middle that's what they decide to charge the other banks okay it trickles down so why would the why does the Fed adjust the rates? We've heard so every time they've met this year, they've increased the Fed rate or the okay. the target interest rate. And it's a mon- monetary policy, so in essence a tool that they can help determine or help manipulate or adjust the health and the performance of our economy. So by adjusting our interest rate, we can change supply and demand of borrowing money. As someone who is not an econ major or was not, yeah, I'm like, wow, we really built a complicated system. Like we just made all this up. I don't know. I think I think it's kind of brilliant if you think about it. Yeah, it's how so? pr- because it's pretty simple. Like they're like, not it's complicated. <laughs> they're not they're not making it. They're not taking it and like going to every single bank and saying this is what you have to charge. They're setting a range and saying we're giving you some discretion. Like yeah. big big banks, we're giving you some discretion of what you're gonna ch- of how who you're how you're gonna charge each other, but we're also setting that rate, and it'll eventually impact the economy. Like that's a pretty like one like twenty five basis points could have a significant impact on the U.S. economy. How so? Because if go ahead, Legend. Yeah, I, I think to to clear it up or make it. A little simpler is they usually look at the price data so the the cpi price data to see how much things are goods are costing in america so yeah. say like a carton of milk or um, a basket, gas, of, goods, a yeah. basket of goods whatever and they'll use that as uh, a d- determinant to see how much they should raise it so if they see like right now they see inflation i think um a few months ago was at like eight or nine percent yeah yeah um they they noticed that so in order to curve that they would raise the interest rates um and it did these last few months inflation has gone down so you're gonna see price of goods because um, interest rates because interest rate yeah so it's a complicated way of saying it's just trying they're trying to keep us from going into inflation Mm -hmm. so okay so like this year so to exactly to legend's point is that they're trying to curb inflation this year with all these increases. So if it's more expensive to borrow money, you're going to borrow less money and you're going to spend less money. Mm. So you're influencing the demand. Yes. Which will influence the price of price of goods. Goods. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. Okay. I understand it. I feel, I still think we built a complicated system, but it <laughs> seems and, to be working. And uh, I did a little research and going back to yeah. the question, there are seven members on the <gasps> board and I guessed eight. So, oh, so you were almost right. Yes. On a whim. <laughs> but the most famous member and the president of the board is uh, Jerome Powell. Yeah. And that's the person you hear mm-hmm. the name, the mo- his name the most. And he's always on TV. So smart guy. 
It was Janet Yellen before that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so then that's if when the Fed increases target interest rates, it's to decrease demand. Um, and then if the Fed decreases interest rates, it's to encourage lending and increase demand. So if you think about during the pandemic, we wanted people to spend money because we wanted to make sure that we weren't stifling our GDP. Right. So they made it extremely cheap to get money. And so more people started to were willing to borrow and spend. So that's why you saw people buying houses. You saw people buying cars, mm-hmm. um, which was only also impacted by the supply chain crisis. So for the in- increased interest rates, while they may help the curb spending, help bring prices down, but that makes it more difficult or more, I guess, expensive to take a loan for a house yep. for yep. whatever because of that. So yep. you're not, are there like less investments in a way because of that? Less investments in houses or like in just in? Yeah, just like in general. Yeah. Okay. So you're seeing um, like, if you think about Seattle, we're seeing a cooling of the real estate market. Right. Because... If I think about my house and what we paid for our mortgage, we had an interest rate of 2.2% or something like that. Yeah. If we were to buy a house, and I just looked it up, Legend, it's 7.1% interest right now. So if I was to buy this our house for 7.1%, that tax on an extra $1,000 in mortgage payment. So Dang. it oftentimes, it could put people out of the market because they can't afford that extra $1,000 for the right. house that they wanted to buy. Right. Jeez. Okay. Um, Okay. So what does this mean for you? Um, Obviously, this matters because we were talking about interest rates, buying a house, if you were interested in buying one or anything like a car. Um, When the Fed adjusts rates, it's then passed on to you, but then also banks and lenders calculate their rates based on the Fed rate. So the credit card payment that we were talking about, the credit card interest rate, um, your housing rate is determined by the bank, but it's based off of that federal funds rate. And then they take into consideration their business, like what they need. If they need more customers, what can they do to pull them in? Lower interest rates, the market, as well as economic events like the um, like pandemic. So, for example, with loans, these, that loans are typically fi- or fixed rate products. The adjusted rate. So, if you went into it, like for our house, we got a two point two percent interest rate. Mm-hmm. When they adjust the rate, when they've adjusted the rate this entire year, it doesn't impact us because we have a 30-year fixed mortgage. Mm. So it's not going to impact me that I've already got a fixed rate loan. Right. But if you're buying new, that's when it impacts you. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. All right. So credit cards. This does impact credit cards. um, But... Because, again, they use the federal funds rate as the baseline, but then look at what they need in terms of business if they're trying to acquire new customers, what the market looks like, and then economic events. But this is also where you have a little bit of accountability in your interest rate. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, it's influenced by your credit score or your and your credit history. So that's another variable that they add into what your credit interest rate is going to look like. Um, and then checking accounts, a checking account yields or APY, this does impact it as well. Um, when you see this rise or fall, it's a reflection of the Fed's economic outlook. So that means in your checking account, you get a certain right. annual percentage yield or your savings account. This year, it's been going up like bananas, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So let's say put my money in my savings account. Um, but 
I think that's an interesting thing that it's like it this is indicating that if that APY is if you're getting more money in your savings account and if you're earning more interest then the Fed is concerned that inflation is too high they're trying to bring down prices they want you to save more money versus spend it which is I think a quick indicator of like ultimately what they're trying to do with the economy right and so that's it but what I was going to say yeah if you take one thing away from today is that the interest rate you pay or earn not only picks your like your bottom line or your wallet it's also an indicator of the economy so understanding what the fed is trying to accomplish i think is helpful for everybody to know like are you making a big purchasing decision if you're going to buy a house not saying that you shouldn't buy a house when the interest rates high i think this is i was having this conversation with amy it's like you could buy right now at seven percent when the interest rate drops you can refinance like it's Mm. not necessarily a bad thing it's just good to know like it also means are if the housing market's going to cool off, is there, is there going to be more availability? Like all those things. So when, okay, so interest rates tell you kind of the, how the economy looks at that moment in time. So what it like, high interest rates mean what? Like, what does that tell you? High interest rates mean yep. um, that it's better to, not it's better to, but the um, the Fed is trying to cool off spending within the economy. Okay. So they're trying to decrease demand of, of borrowing. Got it. Love it. Okay. And then low interest rates, they, want, they are encouraging you to spend. Correct. Prices are going to be low. Go. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Ooh, tagline. <laughs> Price is going to be Give low. Give me a call, Go. Fed Reserve. <laughs> I'll be the eighth person. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I have one question. Um, would you buy a house right now? Would either of you guys? Mm, I really want to buy a house. Would you buy one right now? Mm, I don't know. I really, I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's a hard question. How often? Because there's no you... competition right now. Yeah, like it's a. Uh, buyer's market for sure how often like so you bought your house two years ago yeah and it was at 2.2 percent yeah something like that so like if i wait six months is it gonna be lower then yeah i'd rather be lower but i don't and it's still hard to say you know yeah it could uh in a few months it could be even higher and then you're gonna wish you had it at seven you know yeah, I think I would casually look, but I wouldn't be like overly committed. It's, like unless I found like the house. Right. Like, it's kind of a nice way to be like, do I really want this right now? The Fed at their December meeting said that they were going to continue to increase interest rates, but possibly not as drastically. So that's good. That means that they're curbing inflation a bit, but we don't, uh, I mean, a lot of people are saying we're in for a recession. So I guess you don't know what it looks like. I mm. also am like an advocate of refinancing. I don't think that's a bad thing. So if you find the perfect house, you can always refinance when it is low. Um, also, like Ryan and I talk about this all the time. Like, did we really need to buy a house or could we have just rented? Mm. I think that in the U.S. it's a very much like a cultural thing that we're like, you graduate high school, you get married, you buy you buy a house, you have children. Yeah. Like there's all these like cultural things tied to it, but do you have to? No, not really. Like if you prefer freedom and less of a commitment, then I would say like renting is a great option. If you if you can get the space that you want within that area. Um, I think 
I don't know who told me this, but like they should, they say that you should buy a house and assume that you're going to live in it for 10 years to at least make some of the money back. Mm. So it's a pretty long commitment if you're looking at 10 years at minimum. Yeah. I don't think I've ever lived in any house for 10 years other than like what I grew up in. I'm not a financial advisor, so I'm not going to recommend anything, but I would say there's this guy, um, I think his name is Ramit. I don't know how to say it, but his whole thing is I will teach you to be rich. He does some really great things on Instagram and we'll link them in our show notes, but he gives some really good advice of like considering if you are considering buying a house versus renting and gives you some tools to like think through what works best for you. So I'd highly recommend checking him out or just kind of thinking through like why you're buying the house versus just relying on the interest rate. Yeah, that's definitely well said. I also was able to get my place a few years ago at it's at two five now. I got it at three seven five and then I refinanced yeah. down to two five. But um which is very low and I'm very happy about that. But if you look at the like thirty to forty year history of our interest rates, then you would see that even now, 7% is Whoa. technically low. Yeah. Like if you, our parents and stuff had uh, way higher interest rates. So it's it's just one of those things, um, you know, you definitely want to be cautious about. And uh, yeah. And I like that piece that you said about um, ownership in America because I feel like it's very, like, very embedded in our culture to yeah. want to own a house with a picket mm-hmm. fence and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably what's leading people to either overbuy or overshoot and uh, stretch their finances, you know? Yeah. Is that kind of dream you kind of grew up with? Exactly. That's kind yeah. of interesting. My parents, interestingly, my parents' first house, they paid, their interest rate was 18%. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we're not, it, like, 7% isn't bad compared to 18%. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Holy crap. They they also bought it like a tenth or a twentieth of what it's probably worth now, right? Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all priced in. Yeah, kind of crazy, mm. crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to buy a house right now, but that has <laughs> nothing to do with interest rates. <laughs> She's not interested. I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Thank you for joining us as we try to learn more about this world. You can find all of our resources linked in the show notes. We're not experts or financial advisors, but we do try to learn from them. If you have a topic you'd like to know more about, let us know on Instagram at tellmelesspodcast. Until next time, dudes and dudettes. Ciao. Do people say dudes and duets? No. Whatever. Bye, guys. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) 